today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3, and Vacuman, who sponsored this fine program, uh, is with us once again. I uh, hope you're doing well, my friend. You uh, survived the big chill earlier this week. Boy, did I ever! I'll tell you, it was—it's raining, it's—it's—it's it's, it's sleet, it's snow. I mean, we—we we got it all in a matter of less than twenty-four hours, Bill. It's just wicked stuff that's going on here, and uh, hopefully, it's going to be a nicer weekend. But anyway, uh, which brings to uh, to mind uh, about household fires, and I know it's—it's it, never a good time. They're terrible things to have and experience, uh, and and you always, you know, I know the fire officials, fire department officials are always talking about preventative things. One of them is is drier fires. I mean, and I'm not suggesting they're rampant, but they do happen, and oftentimes it's because people don't clean their ducts, and the stuff builds up in there. And uh, in case you hadn't noticed, it gets pretty hot in there. Yeah, it gets hot. And again, I brought this up before. This cold temperature, it feels cold. And you think, okay, sometimes the cold temperatures necessarily, you know, don't cause any kind of fires. It actually dries the air out and, and creates a, a lot of that uh, uh, static spark. You notice in the wintertime, you might have, you're not even shuffling your feet across the carpet and you feel a little bit of a spark. But uh, this past week has been really unfortunate, Bill, because uh, a lot of commercial properties, uh, people get cold. And what they do is they go inside the vestibules. Uh, particularly, we've had a few banks, uh, a few uh, uh, commercial properties where they, they're able to get in through just the front area and th they start a fire and try to keep warm. Um, and what happens is, and why I wanted to bring that up is uh, not necessarily to start a fire in your house if you don't get your furnace working. What you want to do is keep in mind that a lot of people like candles. When we have a blackout or a power outage, there was a few power outages, if you recall, in the this last storm. Um, what mm -hmm. tends to happen is that the people light up a candle or even you like a scented candle. I just wanted to, people don't recognize that is burning. It goes into the air and we just kind of think it's either nice, has a nice scent to it. Um, that soot gets into your air duct system that gets into your and it gets around your registers it gets inside your actual ventilation system and it can actually cause uh long-term problems so um if you have you know breathing issues or otherwise that's when your duct system and your in your filter itself could get clogged so just keep in mind folks if you have a it's not to say don't light a candle if you do just factor in if it's a hobby or a habit of a long term a lot of the soot will get pulled in and sucked into that air ventilation system so uh just it's a good time to consider having it done uh, by the way I got an email because we talk about this all the time now on, on tech talk uh, how often should you get your ducks cleaned if you live in a house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's three to, it could be up to seven years, between three to seven years. If you have pets or you've done renovations, uh, with if you have many dogs and cats, or if you have a a, a lovely, friendly uh, fr uh, little uh, uh, critter, uh, otherwise, probably three years is reasonable to have it done. If you have no pets, you're not lighting candles, you haven't done any renovations, you're probably good up to seven years before you need to have it done. Uh, the reason I'm asking, because this happened, I guess, well, a couple of years ago now, a friend of ours uh, was getting a basement done. And a lot of people did that during the, you know, the pandemic shutdowns, everything. Uh, if they could get lumber and they could find a contractor. But anyway, uh, he was complaining to me. He says, you know, I come home every day from work and these guys are working downstairs all the time. And they've got plastic up over the door frames and everything. Uh, but he says there's dust on everything. And I said, well, that's that's getting into your ducks, buddy. Uh, it's yeah. not just, you know, your dusting is one thing, but, you know, you're breathing that stuff, too. So I said, you better get somebody to do it. And it's good advice. If you're getting anything done, you know, where you're sawing wood or anything like that, uh, that's creating dust, creating sawdust. And uh, you don't want that stuff in your ducts. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially uh, drywall dust is the worst bill because what happens is uh, that gets moisture and your furnace, it's hot and cold. If it gets in your coil, 
it tends to it becomes muck. It actually drywall is actually a moisture. So when it, it gets in your system, it can become uh, liquefied, then it solidifies, and then it what it creates almost like a barrier that doesn't allow air to get through it. So it's always good after a renovation, even a small drywall job, even a small patch, and you're sanding away. It's so minutia. You could put plastic over the registers; it can get through. It will get into your HVAC system. Exactly. Okay, let's uh, get on with some of the stuff that you want to talk about here, including electric classic cars. Is there such a thing? I bet a lot of people didn't even know that. Oh, it's a new phenomenon, isn't it? Apparently not. <laughs> well, this one's kind of comical. Anyone who watched, remember, remember Mr. Bean? He was one of my favorites. Yeah. And if you ever watched the old Mr. Bean, the, one of his earlier episodes, he drives around in a three-wheel car, and it's got like the wheel, and it's actually one of the comical uh, parts where he's like driving it around these real curvy streets and otherwise. Anyway, in 1965, these cars were called the P-50. And the P-50s were these small little single-seater, two-seater, uh, three-wheel, almost a golf cart. Um, and they stopped making them in the late 60s. Well, they're back, Bill. And for anyone who's, you know, we keep hearing about electric cars and, you know, the Teslas, the Lucids, the, you know, and these are 50,000, 100,000, almost 200,000, depending on which vehicle you get. This is ingenious, in my opinion. What happens is the P50 is back but it's different. Think of it as Ikea. You buy this car, it's got a four kilowatt motor, which gives you about 45 kilometers per hour, which is probably, I think, the average speed now in Hamilton, isn't it, Bill? Um, I think they've <laughs> mocked it down to about four. You might be five kilometers over the speed limit um, in side streets, but it's a small little compact. You buy the kit and it comes with instructions and you put your electric car together. The door, the, <laughs> the chassis, the battery, you hook it all up, put, attach your steering wheel, and you can now have an electric car. Now, it's the world's smallest electric car. And this, you can also upgrade your battery to a 4,000 uh, kilowatt, which is probably going to give you, a, a, I would say, up to about maybe 80 kilometers an hour. Um, I really don't recommend you scootle down the QEW in this little three-wheeler, but uh, this is apparently going to be the latest craze for any internal city uh, purchases. Uh, you'll be able to buy this car, register it, and be able to drive, and you put it together. And if it's anything like Ikea, you're going to be frustrated like heck. And you're probably just going to say, forget, I'm just going to go buy another car. But the new do-it-yourself, uh, and it's old. Another interesting fact about this, it's all made with 3D printers. This car is actually created with, uh, uh, this isn't a manufacturing where the doors are brought in from this country or, you know, parts are brought in from that country. This is actually all, when you order a kit, they print it on a 3D printer, package it, and ship it to you. This is bizarre. Really strange. <laughs> The Allen keys that you've been sitting in there, because after you put something together, you figure, I got to hang on to this. Well, now you got a use for them. You can build your own car. That's kind of neat. You build your own car. Exactly. An electric you, car at that, Bill. And then you just, you, you, you know, show me something. This is kind of, yeah. You, you always pass on some notes here uh, about what uh, you want to talk about here. And you raised the issue that brought back a lot of memories for me. Uh, back in the 90s, the, the iMac. Remember all those colored computers? I mean, you know, the, the, I had one of the huge ones that, you know, it was, it's about, it weighed about a hundred pounds, you know, and it, the screen was only about three by three. Uh, but then they got smart and they developed, it's a great marketing tool, but I bet a lot of people at them have got these things sitting in the back basement now and they haven't used it for years. Well, maybe they can still use it for something. Well, they could, or you have the option now. It's a, an ability. This is this is how crazy the inner the world's gone. Bill is exactly that that big, you know, paperweight you have that's in the closet at the back that looks. And they were called blueberry, raspberry. They yeah. were these Macs with the twelve inch screens and very very effective. But um, if you really miss. 
the Mac OS 8, the 6, the OS uh, uh, 9, like these are operating systems that were um, sluggish. They were up against when Windows existed. Mac was, you know, again, not very, uh, I would say, fast. They worked, they were solid, but they were very fast. Well, now you can sign in through a web browser. You can then log into your Mac OS system and you do, and it works through a browser. Imagine going on online. So you download the program, it works in a browser, and it loads just as fast, Bill. <laughs> they haven't increased the speed since the year 2023 loading the operating system. Mm. Why would you want to do this? Well, number one is maybe you feel like, geez, I miss these days and I want to show my kids how I used to run my app or my old uh, Apple computer. Or if you have a floppy disk or information that you've stored and you no longer have the computer, but you have the file, you can now plug it in and you'll be able to now extract and use this browser per, and it's free by the way bill this is all free if you if you you don't need to go buy an old uh mac uh, from from an antique store or anything you can go online you can now load up your files and you'll be able to access directly um your your old files using a browser um again i just want to pre preface this it is not fast I tried this and I was like thinking my internet was slow. So do not go on this thinking, oh, why is this running so slow? Don't call your internet provider and complain. This is really cool though, but you'll be able to extract if you have old files, you'll be able to read them. Uh, I want to, Adam, get into a, uh, a very controversial issue that uh, just came to my attention a little while ago. And of course, it's all about these verified subscriptions uh, by people like Facebook and, and others. Uh, but uh, there's some stuff going on with the European Union have been pretty active, proactive really, uh, in trying to enforce some sort of regulations on, on a number of folks, and, and including uh, Facebook in this time. Maybe you could bring us up to speed on what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me just give a quick highlight as to the reason behind what's going on in the European Union. You, people, you know, kind of gets convoluted. It's very simple. What's happening is uh, Meta, Facebook, is an American company. The data is the servers they have, even though they're located in Europe. Uh, they're, in, they're in Ireland. Uh, they actually have them in the UK. Uh, but the biggest issue over this European Union and why it impacts us over here and Facebook as a whole is that data that is collected on individuals that are European uh, are being sourced and have information available to the American government. And one of the issues that's really coming down in the European unions tried a few bills to pass through and they've been overlooked or passed or haven't uh, been accepted by, uh, uh, by the, by the voters. Uh, what's happened is now they're getting to a point where they've said, if meta Facebook cannot structure their data, their information not being stored in, in any other server other than Europe and with explicit permission from every European user, then it's going to be, um, they're going to have to pull out. They've been finding what they've been doing up until this point, Bill, is you keep hearing these, you know, 12 million, 300 million fines are, are being issued. And now they're getting very aggressive to the, to the degree that uh, Meta, Facebook may have to pull out of Europe. That means Instagram, WhatsApp, uh, 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 Instagram, all of them will have to be withdrawn, meaning no access, shut off, that's it, no more, end of day, anyone in Europe won't be able to utilize these services. 22% of their market of revenue comes from that area. So this is very interesting to keep an eye. It isn't official yet. It is very likely, and it's been a bill uh, structured. It's just waiting to pass. And if it does, uh, this could spell the end of Facebook operating in Europe until or if they come up with a server to source their data safely over there. 
Very important stuff. I, I, I want to jump ahead a couple here because I do want to talk about these verified subscriptions uh, with Facebook and Instagram. And uh, they basically are marketing this, as you know, Adam, as well. This is going to increase security. It's going to make you feel safer uh, when you're on the net about your own data, your own personal information, etc., on the other hand, I've talked to a number of other people that said, "Yeah, this is a tax. Or this is a it's a it's a money grab. That's all there really is to it. They're basically, you know, trying to redress or dress up uh, stuff that is already available to you. They just want to charge more for it. What, what are your thoughts on this? Absolutely. I mean, right now, Facebook is, uh, as I just indicated, they're going to lose 22% of their revenue if they get cuck- kicked out of Europe. Um, now let's add even more to that over the fact that their revenue model, especially when their third party sharing data, which ended when Apple came up with their, uh, uh, you know, their, their big campaign of now restricting Facebook from sharing or getting access from third party marketing. All of that is how Facebook was making their money. So through other websites and other sources, it was gathering and able to market and advertise to people, which many individuals were using. And and, and just to give you a perspective of this, Bill, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still involved in the advertising side. There's a lot of advertisers that were spending, you know, if they were spending half a million with Facebook and two million with with uh, Google, they are now only spending a hundred thousand with Facebook and all of it with Google, and that's a big, big punch. So Facebook, like Twitter, like many other social media outlets, have to start generating other means of revenue, and this one particularly is going to be, uh, uh, I think it's almost twenty dollars Canadian bill if you want your badge and that authentication to say the real bill. Kelly or the real Adam Oldfield um, uh, is going to cost us 20 bucks a month. Let's be clear. Not many people want to imitate myself. And and clearly I found a few that tried to imitate you and I knew it wasn't them immediately. Um, But uh, why this is uh, crucial is that, and and I took a number here, there's 264 million active users in North America. That's Canada and the U.S., Bill. And, And there's 3 billion online right now of of Facebook. If 1% of Canadians, Canadians, 1% of those that measure of Canadians signed up for this, they would generate $30 million in revenue alone. That's at 1%. So I I think this is a big revenue grab. It goes without saying, of course, security and reasons. The only thing I have to share is one benefit, if you do want to pay for it, is Facebook will give you a phone number and you can actually speak to someone. That's the first this ever has been available, Bill. You've never been able to call a Facebook number and be able to speak to someone at Facebook. So if you're 20 bucks to say, hey, Facebook, uh, I'm having troubles with my account, you now will have that access for that for that fee per month. I got to ask you about something else too, and I know we have like you used to have the hack of the week, and we're going to probably you know throw a few of those in in, in upcoming weeks. But but I want to submit uh, for nomination uh, for the tech jerk of the week, uh, Google, um, and, and we know about the controversy about the Canadian legislation uh, because uh, a number of people in the media complaining about you know platforms like Google and others uh, basically just take uh, content from from places like this. Uh, yes. And they can repost it, and, and they sell that, and they make revenue for it, and, and the, the the contributors and actually the originators of, of that material get nada. So there's a Canadian piece of legislation that's trying to do that. Well, Google has responded. Now, you saw this. It was just the other day, I guess, uh, where they have announced that they are going to arbitrarily block 
uh, access to some news sources uh, from people. And they're just they're doing it randomly, so they say, yes. just to show you how draconian, how bad it will be if they pass this, because we're going to pull all the stuff out of here. Like what? It's it's blackmail is basically what it is. And and you know you you just mentioned these guys are already winning the war. There 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 are no tag days for the people at Google. Thank you very much. Yet they just decided to turn the screws on consumers in Canada here because they disagree with a piece of legislation. Yes. And they did this in Australia. I don't know if you remember that. We yeah. spoke about it. Yeah. I think it was about a year ago. And it was a, and, and I mean, it was pretty bad. I mean, what happened was there was a bit of an outcry and they ended up shutting off a lot of the access to the news outlets, if, if you recall. And, um, and it ended up becoming quite a challenge. Now they ended up, I guess, uh, coming up to an agreement. I don't know what that agreement was financially. It was a financial agreement that Google actually uh, came up with and they worked it out somehow with the individuals. Uh, but yeah, this is this is going to be one of the scrutinized situations in the future of fees and and, and how they're locking down these uh, uh, information sharing and then using that information for advertising purposes. Um, so we're going to see a lot more of that very much in the near future. And and it's I know this is a variation on an old theme. I mean, you know, the, we, we had this big fight years ago, uh, you know, with, uh, with songwriting, for instance. I mean, you know, Adam writes a song uh, and records it, and uh, you know, a platform simply decides, okay, we're going to take the song, we're going to print it and sell it, and and yes. you know, so you, Adam gets nothing out of it. They do. Uh, so this is why you see news, newspapers closing down, radio stations laying off people. Uh, they're de they're developing the content, and these guys are simply pirating it and simply saying we're going to sell it. And it can only get sold once. And if they're going to do it, then, you know, everybody else is out of business. Uh, so they don't like the legislation. But, I mean, really, to, to pull a stunt like this, they're not going after the government. They're not going through legal channels. They're just going to make our lives miserable. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so that puts a lot more strain on, on well, again, on the lives of, of, of everybody in regards to how it works. But it does speak to the volume of, of the control that we've seen with what the Internet's been able to do. And when we take a look at how they've been able to control it and be able to manage that, uh, it, it, it does bring a little bit of a concern overall. And, and Bill, you know, me, I'm a tech guy. I almost open myself up to almost too much of technology. Um, but at the end, it, it, it does speak to the degree of where where we are going as a future and where, where you know, in Canada, Canada specifically is a great testing ground. I think we're going to see a lot of changes, particularly to what we see, what we have access to. I think some of the rules, as you know, what they passed in, at legislation where they're monitoring now and, and whether or not it's good or bad or how we will see more Canadian content come to Canadians and what we will be restricted to see worldwide is going to be a big, huge uh, concern in the future. Well, I mean, you just had one story, well, two, this one and, and the Facebook story, I guess, from a couple of minutes ago, too. And, and the message here is that when you let them get this big, uh, that's power. And when they have power like that and they decide to flex their muscle, uh, you know, they, they can pretty much do whatever they want. At least they think they can anyway. And if, more to come on this in, in the weeks ahead, I'm sure. Uh, we're just about out of time. This is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135 with Adam Oldfield, uh, brought to you by Vacuum Man. And uh, look forward to our conversations. Have a great week, Adam. And we'll talk to you Thanks, again next Bill. Friday. Take care. All right. Uh, great time. Always talking with Adam about this. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.